Praise God. Moses on the backside of a desert. All of a sudden, a bush burst into flames. That wasn't real odd until all of a sudden he realized it wasn't consumed. Then he knew then that there was a visitation, that something the ordinary is going on. And he turns and gives it his attention. And all of a sudden, out of that bush, God began to speak to him through an angel. Hallelujah. Give him instructions and guidance and tell him where he's at was on holy ground. Amen. And began to move upon this man to tell him, hey, hallelujah, I've heard the cry of my people. They're in Egypt. They're in bondage. I've seen the taskmasters, how they've been treated. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. God knows exactly where you're at tonight. He knows the trials and the tribulations. He knows the Egypt that you might be in. He knows the valley. He knows how deep it is, how wide it is. He knows it better than you know it. He knows how high the mountain is. He knows how deep the valley is. Is. He knows where you're at in the valley. He knows what the valley's going to carry you tomorrow. Hallelujah. And so this man, amen, so after a little discussion with God and God persuading him, putting a few things in his hand, hallelujah, he said, all right, hallelujah. And you know what? He was willing to take some million people, amen, and lead them out into a desert. There wasn't no Burger Kings. There wasn't no McDonald's. There wasn't no Walmart. There wasn't anything. Hallelujah. Except God. God alone, amen, that was going to make a way where there seemed to be no way. God alone was going to send the bread. God alone was going to water them. Hey, I tell you, God's still in the business. Hallelujah. He ain't never filed, filed bankruptcy. He ain't never put amen. He never closed his door. The pandemic did close his door. And the devil can't close his door. And nothing else can. You and I just got to come is what this song has taught us. New Testament writer put it this way. It's Brother Andrew's favorite verse. I can do all things through Christ, hallelujah, who strengthens me. I find a strength in Christ that you can't find in the world. I find a strength in Christ you can't find in drugs. I find a strength in Christ you can't find in man's religion. But I find a strength in Christ in the way called truth. Find this to come, amen, at the midnight hour. Amen. Come sometimes when nothing else can could. This, I'm going to tell you what, jailhouses can't keep this out. They can bind up his men, shackle them down, put all the guards they want to. But when God gets ready to get them out, he'll send an angel. Not only would he send the angel, the angel, you know what? The man of God wasn't too worried, apparently. The angel had to. I'm sure they didn't drug him. But he was sleeping. He might have been sleeping better than the guards. You know, that would be kind of funny. Them guards laying there beside him. All of a sudden, old Peter. Man, I wish I wished he let me got sleep first. <laughs> Hallelujah. We worry about things we ought not worry about, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. God's got this thing. He started it. He's going to finish it. I'm glad, amen, I've been introduced, amen, to the author and finisher. And if he's big enough to start something in my life, he's big enough to finish it. And whatever he gets ready to bless me with, I'm telling you, if I'll just believe him and walk on, God will fulfill it. He can restore whatever I need him to restore. Hallelujah. He can heal and bless and do whatever needs to take place. Hey, this is a God that can take iron out of leg and put bone back. Yes, he can. Amen. This is a God, hallelujah, can take one kidney that's bad and give them two. 
<laughs> Ooh, he's a creator to start with. He's one that formed and shaped us, amen, in the wound. He's the one that knew us. Hallelujah, the color of the eyes and the hair and everything else. He knew it before he ever got here. He knew what was going to transpire. He knew what was going to take place. He knew where you was going to be at today before you ever knew you was going to be there. Hallelujah, and I'm telling you, loving Father, that he is. And the Bible promised with every temptation, there is a way of escape. With every temptation, with every trial, with every test, there is a way of escape. That's the word of God, hallelujah. The devil don't want you to believe that I'm here to tell you tonight there's a way to get out of here there's a way to get escape from this world there's a way amen to get ready amen to leave this world in a moment of twinkle of an eye oh hallelujah god bless you you may be seated man what a touch of god in this house tonight hallelujah i feel the preacher in this house i feel the saver in this house i feel the anointer in this house and two beautiful songs gonna get ready we're gonna receive our evening offering tonight mission night Mission night tonight. Let me say again, we appreciate this church. You really took on your heart. Brazil and Africa, the work that's going on there. And uh, they appreciate it so much. I promise you they do. Every, every cent that is, every penny that's sent, amen, to them used, used to be uh, trying to get some form of accommodations. Uh, nothing like what we have here tonight. I promise you. But it could come that day for Hallelujah. I doubt their governors and government. Amen. It's, I don't know what's going to happen to them, but we know the practice they've had, the witchcraft, the way they operate and they bind the hand of God a lot of times. But, but you know what? You and I and those that are believers can experience the goodness of God as you give. And so we're thankful again tonight for your commitment and your sacrifice and giving to the mission work. Amen. Across the lands. It's not just there, but in Turkey. Other places, we have four or five other missionaries that's still in the UBC that we still support and uh, help them in these other countries to carry this gospel. Not only to preach it the first time, but somebody's got to help establish them. Somebody's got to help to stay there with them. As Paul often left a team and sent a team back to check on them. Often he sent Timothy, a man, back to check and see the condition and how he would long to wait to hear the results. A man of knowing, hallelujah, the spiritual condition. Uh, it bothers me. I can walk by some even here. And I can tell by the expressions and the spiritual realm. I feel that uh, he's a little tr troubling in the water. Hallelujah. And so you long and you look far and you pray for that moment, that time for that to break loose. And hallelujah. And the joy of the Lord and the hand of God moves. And so no doubt, amen, the pressure that was on the Apostle Paul. He talks about that. Amen. The cares, amen, of the churches. Amen. The weight, amen, that were laid upon him for the churches. Hallelujah. Go back and visit them. And so, you know, likewise, when we do things like this, just a part of the ministry. Amen. Then you won't ever outgive God. Hallelujah. So the, the, the pennies that you invest into this, dollars, uh, I didn't mean it that way, but dollars that you invest in this, I promise you, amen, the dividends are going to be great. The outcome is going to be great. I promise you that. Regardless of the stock markets, regardless of what crashes or don't crash, amen, hallelujah, this is never going to crash. This kingdom is never going to crash. This kingdom is never going to reach its place, amen, that it never grows. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be a hold of something, amen, I can be able to assure of tonight in my heart spirit amen there's no ending to this this is what's going to hold eternity amen a part of the kingdom that you and I are a part of tonight and experience through the Holy Ghost through the revelation of Jesus name and the gospel itself the good tidings the good news hallelujah anybody glad for the good
good news. Hallelujah. A lot of news nowadays is bad news. If it's the, the worse it is, the more news it becomes. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you what everybody needs to hear. You know what all them anchors ought to do? They ought to preach the gospel when they start off and get through all the other mess. Preach it when it's over with. And that would solve a lot of the problems. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? That may shut down a lot of that other news. That's what would happen. But I'm telling you, there's no better news than the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. To hear that there is a Savior born to come to deliver me from my sins. There's a Savior that's sitting on the circle of this earth. Hallelujah. That the devil's no problem with him. No disease is a problem with him. No sin is a problem with him. Now I'm telling you, there's not a problem. Amen. Enough problems is bigger than the one called Jesus Christ. I believe when he walked upon this earth, he conquered all of that. Amen. He conquered every temptation. I believe he conquered every disease. I believe he conquered even the devil himself when he straight on attempted him. Amen. That you read about in your Bible. And say, that's the reason Jesus taught us. Amen. Cheer up. I've overcome, because I've overcome the world. You can overcome the world. And so we can be overcomers. We're going to be by the help of God. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Appreciate your giving unto the work of the Lord and to the kingdom of God. May the Lord bless you. Brother Queen, bless this offering tonight. God bless you. God bless these singers again. Appreciate them. Amen. Coming to sing and to work for the Lord and the kingdom of God. And amen. To do something for Jesus Christ and the power. Hallelujah. God works among us and through us as we humble and give ourselves unto the, the hand of the Lord and the operation of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm glad I can be a part of something. How about you? Hallelujah. You may be sitting out there, but you're part of this and you're just as important as everything else that goes on anywhere else in this building. Amen. That includes in this pulpit. Hallelujah. So, you know, as you love God, worship God, magnify him, lift up your hands, lift up your voice and cry out to him. You could be the very key. You could be that very one, that very moment, that very hallelujah. Amen. The changes, the pivot point. Amen. Everybody talks about, amen, you know, the, the changing points and times in, in political races and changing point times, amen, in, 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 in uh, athletical uh, 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 com competitive things. Hallelujah. That's the same way it is in the house of God sometimes in a service for God. Amen. Is that pivot point and all of a sudden the momentum changes. Hallelujah. And everybody in the house knows that it just changed. Hallelujah. The glory cloud of the Shekinah presence and the anointing of God moved in such a fashion and such a power. Hey, I'm telling you I'm looking for that haze. I'm looking for that visitation. Hallelujah. I'm looking for those experiences. Amen. I don't want to just read about Brush Harbor. I want to experience it for myself. I want to see the glory cloud as the Shekinah presence of God. I want to get under the anointing of power of God that we get so caught up and so lost in the love of God and the power of God that we can spend an hour and hour and a half in this place and don't even realize what we've been and what we've done if Paul could be carried in the spirit amen if he don't know if he's in the body or out of the body the same thing can happen to us we need some of the old fashioned moves of God number one it calls us to love him more number two it calls us to fear him more man when you talk about those type of moves those types of visitations you got any life in you whatsoever, I'm telling you, you won't be able to just, it won't be nonchalant. It won't be half-hearted. You get the right visitation of God in this place, it'll move you. That's all we want. That's what we're here for. We're not here to entertain the flesh. We're not here to entertain one another. We're here to entertain God and the visitation of God, the presence of God. Because we got to have it. 
You know what it made the key with Moses? He told God, he said, I am not going unless your presence go. Man, unless you send an angel had to go. Man, and God went. He went by a pillar, a fire by day or by night, and a cloud by day. Hallelujah. You know what? We got something that's even greater than a pillar and a cloud. It's called the measure of the Spirit of God. I can lead us and guide us. Even in this service tonight, amen, to lead and guide us into a spiritual plateau and a realm. It could be a life changing. Brother Angel was telling me about the, the service they had just a few Friday nights ago. And how that some, amen, had made the statement how it was a life changer. And only life will tell the outcome of that. A lot of times we say that within the first 24 hours. But yet 48 hours later, hallelujah, it's lost its change. But I'm here to tell you I'm looking for visitations and moves of God. Hallelujah, they won't change us for 24 hours hours and won't change us for 48 hours but it will be a life changer hallelujah it'll be a changing experience of this living God hallelujah that wants to heal that wants to bless that wants to save that wants to lift the burden off of some hearts in this house lift some burdens off of some lives in this house amen reassure and gird up hallelujah in your mind and your heart and your spirit hallelujah to help develop and shape you into the soldiers that God's called you to be whatever you got to go out in the highways and the byways and face the demons and the demonic forces and the attacks of the world but greater is he that's in us and it's these visitations hallelujah that we can have in the house of God even on this Sunday night that when we walked out Monday morning hallelujah we can swing over hell on a wet noodle we can take on the devil the toothpick hallelujah we can look him eyeball on eyeball to eyeball and say get thee behind me Satan hallelujah greater is he in me the key that's in the world hallelujah God's not a God of the dead. He's a God of the living. He's a God of hope. He's a God of joy. He's a God of peace. He's a God of comfort. He's a God of assurance. Amen. He's got it. He's got it. And we get to know him through Jesus Christ. God bless you tonight. God bless these singers. Whatever happened. To death do us part Does it all Reflect on the heart Parents' faces Tell of worried eyes While children search But they can't seem to find It's time we took A closer and getting back to living by God's holy book. No compromise without getting slapped. You see, we'll go forward. We just go back. You'll know a tree by the fruit you see. Serving God has no in between. We're either cold or we're hot. For Jesus said the warm, I will have no part. It's coming down to the indoor house. And there's no time for playing around. We're going back to the lost or the found. Church, we're going back. We gotta stand our ground. We've got to go back to living.
believe that tonight and you want that tonight why don't you put your hands together like you mean it hallelujah I want to go back to some old landmarks I want to go back to some old pathways I want to go back to some old time visitations of the Holy Ghost and the pouring out of God I want to experience it for myself hallelujah like never before in Bendale Mississippi praise God praise God you can just continue to stand as you stand for the Lord of God tonight It's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. Come to worship with us and 
to magnify the Lord, to give him praise in this house. I didn't realize the songs they was going to sing here tonight. This is going to try to tie in to we'll pick up from even the Sunday school lesson this morning. Got your Bibles, turn to Revelations 2. I'm just going to read one verse in your hearing. Yes, ma'am. Sure. Thank you. 
That's right. Thank God. Thank God for his great mercy. That's uh, the theme of our Sunday school lessons. If you've been paying attention, actually, that is the focus. The great mercy of God as he demonstrated to the churches. And hey, we've all had to have it. We've all experienced it. And we thank God for it. We all need it as long as we live in this life and these old vessels. But let me read this and I'll let you be seated. Uh, Revelations 2 and 25. I'm going to read this one verse in your hearing. But that which ye have already hold fast till I come. Man, the doctrines, traditions, experiences, uh, the truth, the, the way. Man, we need to hold fast. Hold fast that we've got. Not to let it go and hold on to it. Lord, we love you tonight. We're so thankful for your presence and for your touch among us here tonight. We're just a people that's desiring to be saved. It's desiring to finish this race, amen, to the end state of our being to be greater than the beginning. And Lord, you'd help us tonight, our minds, our hearts and spirits to be mended together as one. Giving you glory and praise, but yet receiving of your word and your instructions and guidance. And that every, every soul, every individual in this house tonight can hear the word. But not only hear it, understand it. And they would, would not let the enemy come and take it away. But it have the time, God, to develop us and shape us and mold us. We need your word, God. We need the understanding of that word. It's the word that has kept us. It's begotten us and it has kept us. And so we would tonight preach it under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And your will could be done in this place as we give you all the glory. Give you all the praise and honor for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you. And you may be seated. Thank you again. All of you, each one of you, will love you and appreciate you. We hold each one dear. In this church, it doesn't matter who you are, amen, where you come from. It don't make any difference. Everybody's precious in this house and important to God, important to us, important to my, myself and my wife and our family, amen. And we our longing desires to make it and to encourage everybody that we can to make this journey, to finish this fight, amen. To hear the Lord say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. In one sense, we're all at the same place because nobody knows what tomorrow holds. Nobody knows, amen, what tragedy or accident or what's lingering in our bodies that could snatch us out of here tomorrow. Now, I understand by the observation of man and, and the rule of, of the law of harvest and, and things of that nature, there's some, no doubts, much, much closer than others, amen, just simply because of their age and, and health issues and things of that nature. But, um, but all said and done, amen, Lord, we just don't really know what tomorrow holds, and we don't know what this night may hold, amen. So what's the most important, amen, is to know that uh, when we leave this place tonight, that we're in a better state than what we can. And more importantly, amen, I want to leave this world in a far better state than what I started out in. Amen. Especially once I heard truth and it was introduced to the Holy Ghost and to Jesus and baptism, to the full understanding of the gospel, of the good tidings, of the good news. Hallelujah. It was more than just a fairy.
fairy tale. It was more than just a formality. It's more than just a man's tradition. But there has there's real substance, amen. And when you come to God, there's real, real experiences and real Pentecost. Pentecost is an experience. It's not a religion, amen. Pentecost is an experience. God is not a religion. God is God, amen. Man's made religion, but there's only one truth. There's only one way. There's only one church and one body. And, and I'm glad to be a part of that tonight. I know by the word of God. I know by the Holy Ghost. I know as we join together here. And so, you know, no doubt our concern in the world that we're living in, the times that we're living in, the spiritual condition of our world and our nation. And then it comes right down to us as a church, as an overall apostolic church, but yet right down to us. And then it, it breaks its way right on down to us as individuals. Amen. Uh, you, amen, if you read in Revelation and all seven of churches, he that's got an ear, you and I are responsible for our own ear. Amen. To hear it. Hallelujah. To have a hunger. And the Bible has made that clear to us. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. There's no if and 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 maybe's about it. The, right, the Bible's made it clear to us the day that we seek him with our whole heart. And actually, we ought to try to practice that every day. Hallelujah. To seek him in a, such a form and a manner in our lives and in our walk day in and day out. Why? Because there is an adversary. There is a devil. There is one, amen, that's out to rob. There's one, amen, if he can't have it all, then he'll take one piece at a time, amen. He'll, he'll slowly but surely try to cut the lights out. He'll slowly but surely try to rob you of your peace and your joy and, and your walk with God and your walk in the church. And so you and I know tonight, amen, that, that we got to stay connected. We got to stay, that's the reason the words taught us not the forsaking of assembling of ourselves together. We must do that. There's no, no if and 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 maybe's about it. That, that is a must for survival. That's a must, amen, to be victorious. None of us is skillful enough and godly enough that on our own that we can make it. And all I got, if I'm going to finish this race, if I'm going to have the strength and energy to win the, this battle, if I'm going to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, amen, I got to be a part of an assembly. I got to be a part of a body of believers. Hallelujah. Of like precious faith. Hallelujah. That finds unity and, and, uh, and agreement. Hallelujah. Of how to live and how to live an overcoming life. And, and so sure as I stand in this pulpit tonight, God, amen, when he called out disciples and he put apostles in the road ship and he began to fashion and shape what we call the church, the body of Christ. He put up doctrines and he laid down foundations. And I promise you tonight there's some foundations, traditions, and doctrines that God has no intent to ever be changed under no circumstances whatsoever. Doesn't matter how modern we come. Doesn't matter how long, amen, we, we extend, amen, from that day of Pentecost. And the, the building and the fashioning and the laying down of the church. And following the doctrines and the teachings of the Apostle Paul himself. As he would go from one church to the next and write letters back. To give him directions, instructions, and hallelujah, how to be saved. Or to keep, more importantly, in a raptured condition. Because I'm here to tell you tonight, if the church don't stay in a raptured condition, you can't really expect children to be born. 
You can't expect miracles to take place. You can't expect to live an overcoming life. But uh, the body's going to struggle. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that part. Amen. And I may preach that sometimes. The letter that we read this morning and talked about. Amen. What he done with that Jezebel. What he done with that individual. And those that followers. And those that followed after that same teaching. And doctrine. Amen. The bed of tribulation. Hallelujah. Bed of sorrow and heartache and disappointment. Hallelujah. I'm not interested in that bed. I'm interested. Amen in the favor of God. I'm interested in the blessings of God. I'm interested, amen, to live an overcoming life. I'm interested, amen, to present this body holy and acceptable and pleasing in His sight. I'm interested, amen, having a renewing of the mind. I'm interested, amen, having a visitation and the Holy Ghost alive and well. Hallelujah. I'm not looking, amen, to lay doctrines aside. I'm not looking, amen, for traditions that are godly and upright in the Word of God to die. Amen. But I want to hand them to the next generation. And if there's and some, amen, it's died on this dirty God. You burn it in my spirit. You burn it in this old preacher's heart, mind, and life that the next generation can pick it back up. That we'll take this baton, amen, and pick up those traditions and pick up those doctrines and pick up the word of God that the next generation we can hand it back to them in better shape than what we got it. I don't see that to be any kind of marker about the previous generation, but I'm telling you the church has got to make its way back to be the church. Hallelujah. The song said it right tonight. We got to stand strong we got to be the soldiers. we got to get it made up in our minds and our hearts and our spirit. And we can't be tossed to and fro any longer. Amen. So we got to hold on to this. And we got to do whatever it's going to take to see it happen and see it take place. So as I read this particular verse, and he's encouraged the church there. In the troubles and the trials. And even though they had allowed. Some things to linger. And go maybe beyond where it should have. Before they ever drove it out. Amen. But here he's telling them. I want you to hold fast. What do we mean by this term? To hold fast. Hey folks I'm going to tell you something. We're all in the storm. We're all in the battles. Everybody's may not be identical. Everybody's may not be the same, but I'm telling you, every born-again Christian, every Holy Ghost-filled vessel, if you're walking in the Holy Ghost, there's a certain amount of resistance, and it's going to be against you day in and day out. We understand by the, by the writings of the Word of God. As you look back and look at Psalms, amen, I believe it's the 73rd chapter. Hello, you're going to see a writing here, the first, the first song that's actually given to Asaph. Asaph was a, a musician. He was a choir leader or a song leader. They give him credit, amen. But Asaph was actually means, amen. He is, he's one that gathered together. He's the one that pulled together. And the next 11 psalms that you read about and, and take a part of, amen. He's the author. If not, he, amen, he was the one that put it together. That meant that some of his family, amen, wrote these psalms. And so he's the one that kind of gets the credit because, because of what his name meant. And so we can see here in this second 73rd, amen, Psalm is writing. And truly, he says, truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to mean something in the world that we're living. And the hour that we're living. Because of Hollywood. And because what this nation has given itself over to a spirit called criticism. There's a spirit, amen, of criticism. 
terrorism that's bombarded this country. That's bombarded our community. And if we're not careful, I'm telling you, it can, it can get a hold of the church. And before we even know it, it just becomes a habit. It just becomes a part of us. Hallelujah. Before we can say anything good about somebody, we, we always look at the negative. We always look at what's undone. We always look at what's not in fullness or what we feel it ought to be complete. But I'm glad tonight to tell you that Jesus Christ is going to be the great shepherd. He's going to be the final judge of all of it. Hallelujah. He's going to be the one that finally, amen, makes the final decision about the final outcome of the lamb and of the sheep. And if it pleases the great master, you know what? It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter about anybody else's opinions. But I'm here to tell you, he also gave us a word. Hallelujah. That we got to abide by. That we got to love. That we got to, amen, be willing to die for. That we got to be willing, amen, to pick it up day in and day out. Hallelujah. That will guide us and lead us in the world that we're living in today. But watch what he says here. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there is no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They didn't seem to have no problem dying. Seemed like they, they could just, you know, welcome it and just, man, they just bulging out. Seemed like everything they touch, uh, turning to money and doing this and doing all these other things. They are not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride compasses them about as a chain. Violence covers them as a garment. Listen to that. I'm telling you, violence, violence. Hallelujah. She sung the song tonight about fighting. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we live in a world that's full of fighting, but the wrong type killing one another, destroying one another and really it's a pot calling the kettle black all said and done, when it's all said and done, hallelujah, the only one that's righteous, is he that the Lord's made righteous, it's those that's been washed in his blood, it's those, amen, that works on it day in and day out, to keep themselves sanctified, to keep themselves upright with God, and pleasing to the Lord regardless of where you're at in the journey, regardless of how much money you got in the bank, regardless of what position that you're holding, hallelujah in the church or outside the church, hallelujah but I'm going to walk, amen, with the love of God in my heart. I'm going to walk with the umption of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to be content and satisfied because this is the only thing that can satisfy me. And I'm going to make sure one thing. I'm going to hold on to what God's blessed me with. Because if I hold on to that, you know what? You can start holding on to your dreams. You can start holding on to your prayers. You can start holding on to your promises. But when a church begins to lose its traditions and church begins to lose its doctrines, the dreams goes with it. The prayers go with it. The miracles go with it. The promise of him being here and keeping us day in and day out going with it. <laughs> so see, watch him. See, he observed and watch this going on. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppressions. They speak loftily. They, they set their mouths against the heavens. Their tongues walk through the earth. Therefore, his people return hither. Water, amen, of a full cup are wrung out to them. They say, how doth God know? They even question like there is no God. Amen, like you don't even exist. Like you don't even know. There is there. there 
is their their knowledge in the most high hello does he know does he know but let me assure you something tonight he knows exactly where you're at he knows exactly what you're battling with he knows exactly what you're struggling with he knows what's going on on the inside of you as well as what's going on on the outside of you he knows what's going on in your mind he knows what's going on in your spirit he knows everything there is but I tell you some of these high-minded and pride that compasses people act like they, they, they can just muster their way through and be so this and something of that but we'll tell you something God can arrange a bed anytime he gets ready and God can catch each one of us and any one of us into that bed of, tri- of tribulation hallelujah never able to get out of that bed never able to get out of that condition hallelujah because when the hour comes to repent at time from our wickedness and we fail to do that back here in the word of God I'm going to tell you something some old tradition preaching of, the, of hell's fire and eternity and old fashioned repentance hallelujah has failed to the wayside but God kept us in the world that we're living in that we'll get back to some old-fashioned repentance and all our points of conviction that would grip our hearts that we wouldn't be able to stay in our chairs that we feel that convicting hand of God and the touch of God in our lives I gotta get right with my maker it doesn't matter what James thinks or Barry James or Jack or Bill or whoever thinks I want to get right with my maker I want to get right with my God. I want to love him like he loved me. Like he's cared for me. Like he's worked for me. Life hadn't been easy. Life can be a struggle. Pitfalls and things of that nature can happen. But you watch what he's saying here. He says, and they say, how doth God know? Is there knowledge in the most high? Behold, these are the ungodly who's prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Hallelujah. But now it's going to change. Verily or truly I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocent. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the devil and carnality and looking around at others. Sometimes we'll begin to look around and say what good is all that praying doing? What good is all that fasting doing? Hallelujah. What good is going to the house of God? Hallelujah. I'm telling you we don't have church in you as much as we used to have church. And I'm not talking about just because of the pandemics. Hallelujah. But we're, we're so occupied and busy. We really don't have church as often. Hallelujah. How long has this been since we've had a revival? Amen. For four and five weeks. Hallelujah. How, how long has this been since we had a revival that went from Sunday to Sunday without a rest night as we call it? Hallelujah. But when really this is a place where rest is at. When this is a place, amen, that you can find the strength and energy. When you can't find it in the house for your feet propped up. Hallelujah. When you can find, amen, in this house an energy and strength and a pushing on in you that you can't find any other place. Hallelujah. There's some traditions, amen, that we've let fall to the wayside. We let some other things come way in and push and pull, amen, and get us to the place, hallelujah, that we're too occupied and we're too busy, hallelujah. And I'm just preaching where our society's at, not, not, not per se individually here tonight, but it's in our society, in the world that we're living in. But I'm telling you, amen, it's time to go back, hallelujah, some traditions and some old pathways, hallelujah, that I gotta be in the house of God. And I didn't come just to prop up, and I didn't come just to sift up a chair. I come, amen, to feel the hand of God. I come to see the move of God. I come, amen, to lift up my voice. I come to lift up my eyes. I come to get involved. I didn't come, amen, just out of man's tradition. I didn't come, amen, just to pacify, amen, my flesh. I come, amen, that my soul might be fed, that my spirit might be lifted, that I'd break the chains of the prayers of the enemy, and that that he's trying to ensnare me with and wrap me up with. But I've got to find the loosening powers of God in this house tonight. You don't ever get too old to worship God. You don't ever get too feeble that you can't worship God. 
listen to that mess. That's a thief. You hear me? That ain't nothing but a thief. See, he knows good well if you start breaking out, start lifting your voice, and start crying out. You read your Bible and administer Jesus Christ. Who got the visitations? Who got the miracles? It wasn't those, amen, that got in the beggar's coats on. Beggar's mentality. Beggar's, beggar's way of operating. I'm getting off my message here. I don't mean to. I'll tell you something. I don't want to be a beggar. In the natural or spiritual. I said, I don't want to be a beggar. I don't want them to have to sing a check to me every month. Just enough, amen, to get me by. I'd much rather God give me health and strength to work them. Hallelujah and work, amen, work them. Work if I have to work until I'm 70. I'd rather be like that, amen, than amen, be in a place. And I'm not throwing this at nobody. So if you can't, please don't take it that way. But I'm telling you that same mentality, amen, has got a hold of America. Hallelujah. We'd rather, say, we'd rather say, have a, th- a little $1,000 check sent to us and never hear a lick of nothing. That's the same way they handle God, too. Same way they handle the house of God. Come just when it's convenient. Come when you're having a supper. We have one every time we gather. They just don't understand there's the right supper. We have a feast every time we come. We have a promise in this book that there's a table. And it's not empty. If you and I could open our spiritual eyes tonight, we'd all be shocked. Hallelujah, this table, amen. It's not like that little table I had up here the other night, sonny. Honey, it's a table. I'm talking about, buddy, it's got it all. Hallelujah, from one extreme to the other. Everything that you need to dine off of. Everything, amen, even right down to the dessert. Hallelujah, that puts Mary in your heart. And you don't have to worry about it being fattening. Anything God blesses you with, it'll be all right. Hallelujah, if it is ice cream. Hallelujah, banana pudding. If God's in it, if God's in it, if God's in it, it's going to be all right. So watch this. See, he goes on from that. For all the days long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. What about it, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Ever get up in the morning time and oh, yeah. I feel it already. It's on again. Turmoil and struggle. Especially when you have to do it early. You got in the bed late. You didn't sleep as well as you like for one reason or another. But you still got to get up. And you still got to go. <laughs> Praise God. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. I'm going to tell you something. We got to get over some of that. We're living in a generation tonight that's offended about every little thing. They want us to, uh, you know, I don't know what they want us to do with some of this stuff. Hallelujah. You can't satisfy some people. I don't care what you do. If it's in their heart and in their spirit, they're going to be offended. I don't care what's done and what's not done. What's got to happen, amen, is get over that offending spirit and look in that mirror and say, you know what? I'm rich and I'm no good. I don't care what everybody else says. I'm wretched and no good and I need a Savior. I need a God. I need His mercy. I need His grace. I need His doctrines, amen. I need His traditions alive and well in my life and working on my behalf. 
life. And whatever the cost is going to be, I'm going to make my way there. I'm not going to listen to what men says. I'm going to wrap this thing up. You're, you're safe. Watch this. Praise God. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Pondered it. Thought about it. Possibly now realizing, but I got to go to church now. It's kind of like the little statement we've heard one time or song, whatever it is. Hey, the woman trying to wake the man up and say, hey, you got to get up. Got to go to church. Come on. Got to get up. Uh, I don't want to go. I don't feel like going. I, I, I don't want to. Finally reaches a point and says, you're the pastor. You got to go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. We've all been there. Praise God. You ain't got no choice. You're the pastor. You got to get up. You got to go. Hallelujah. But to all of a sudden now, the Bible kind of, surely, surely, until I went, what? Into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I their end. Their end. The end state of an individual. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. It's, it's important to a certain degree how we came into this world. It's important how we start this race off the foundation of truth. But I'm going to tell you something more important than that is how we wind up this journey. It's how we finish this journey. How, what kind of spiritual condition we're going to be when that moment and when that hour comes into this vessel. And nobody in this house knows when that hour is going to come and when that minute's going to come. Hallelujah. I'm telling you we had a niece right there on highway 26 just this week could have just as easily amen at that moment been snatched out and taken out of this world just that quick unbeknowing going to get pizzas and getting them and coming back home normal days routine but I'm telling you that girl put in front of her and she deboned her that could have been her life and it could have been the end of the journey and it could have been nothing nobody could have done about it hallelujah been a done deal and over with but God's mercy and God's grace was there amen that kept her hallelujah and given her another opportunity Opportunity, hallelujah, to find her a place in the house of God, to find her a place back in the walk with God. Hallelujah, have the opportunity to raise those girls and raise those children. Hallelujah, the mercies of God came to rushing. Amen. The mercies of God came running. Hallelujah, thank God for his mercy that we all got to have and we all got to have and be a part of it day in and day out. But until I got to the house of God, I seen the end. Hallelujah, my feet was almost sly. My feet was almost out from under me until I got to the house of God. And surely thou didst set them in simply places and thou castest them down into destruction in that moment in that quickening there's going to be a many of people that's lived upon this earth that's lived high minded that's lived pleasurable lives but in that moment I've heard people talking about in the end time comes they're going to get a boat and they're going to do this and they're going to do that we'll live off the land we'll do all these other things I've heard people talk about Amen. Me and the man upstairs got it all worked out. We're going to do this. We're gonna, you ain't going to do nothing. Good chance you ain't going to say nothing. But he's going to pull the Bible said. He's going to pull the books out. You, you listen to Revelation. I want to be a part of that first resurrection. That's the, that's the greatest guarantee right there. It's that first resurrection. Amen. Because the, those in dead... Amen. It's going to be another thousand years before they're resurrected. But then they're going to be resurrected and brought to the throne room. 
Amen. And the books are going to be open. And each one is going to be judged out of the book according to their works and according to their deeds. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to be ready. How about you tonight? And so what the point of this, amen, it's a final end of this. And so we got to watch in the world that we're living in, the hour that we're living, that we don't let things slip away. They we don't let technology, we don't let the, the pressures of the world, we don't let the spirit, entertainment spirit, amen, slip into our churches and slip into our services. That we become more focused upon trying to, to impress one another, trying to, to entertain one another. Hallelujah. No, everything that we do is about to, amen, to glorify God. Everything we do is as unto the Father. Every word and every deed, amen, we do it in the name of Jesus Christ. We do it, amen, that his anointing would be upon it, that his favor would be upon it. And so I'm going to carry you through a few scriptures here tonight. The warnings, amen, that was given. And I'm just going to barely brush a few of them here tonight. In Galatians 5 and 6, and you can look back on a few verses prior to this and chapters, amen, how the Paul's writings into the Galatians, and he questioned them who bewitched you, amen, who, who defiled, who, who called you, you was running so well and doing so good. And here, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. This is one of the doctrines that became one of the greatest issues in the beginning of the New Testament church. It was over circumcision. Hallelujah. The fussing and fighting over. Hallelujah. But all said and done. The type of circumcision they're talking about here. It didn't avail amen any, any matter whatsoever. The only real circumcision that meant anything was being baptized in Jesus name. And the circumcision of the heart. The cutting away of the flesh and the heart. And then it's our responsibility to keep that flesh cut away. Hallelujah. To keep that lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life under subjection and under submission as we live for God day in and day out. But I'm telling you, the enemy set out, amen, to do what he can, amen, to rob and to kill us. And amen, because he said he did run well. Who did hinder you that he should not obey the truth? Who hindered you, amen, and caused you to question? I tell you what, this activity's been going on a long time. Who brought up the tension of the, of the tree of the, uh, of the forbidden fruit? Amen, in the garden, it was nothing but the serpent. Hallelujah, that brought it to Eve attention. It was probably never uh, uh, talking anything about that tree Harley. Amen. Until the serpent showed up. Amen. Let me tell you something. Carnality and the devil is doing his best to weave his way back into the church and rob the church amen of things that are traditions and doctrines that are upright and wholesome. I want to tell you something. They ought not be no fussing. Hallelujah. Over the doctrine of the foundation of the gospel of repentance and baptism in Jesus name and the unfilling of the Holy Ghost. Everybody's got to get on that foundation what happened there's a whole lot more of them than us now they even, there's even some among us that's questioning it doubting it letting up on it it's going to slip away unless you get a hold of it you got to get a hold of it and you know why that time comes, amen, if you really got a hold on it? It's when that loved one so dear to you leaves this world without it. But you still got to hang on to it. This is, I can't preach any other gospel. I can't preach any other truth. Paul said, I can't lay any other foundation. There's only one foundation that can be laid. There's not another one. If we're going to be, if we're going to get on that launching pad to leave this place, this is the only launching pad there is. There is no other savior. 
There is no, though the name has been given. We must be born again of the water and of the spirit. It's not an option there. Hallelujah. We must become that and be part of that. Amen. He did run well. Who did hinder you that he should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him talking about Jesus that calleth you. A little leaveth, leaveth the whole lump. Hallelujah. I, I, I thought about Brother Nathan. Hallelujah. This morning we was talking about ice cream after service. They talked about a certain kind of ice cream and I'm not sure I remember three different types and coconut was one of them and he, he hates coconut he can't eat it hey man something about I think his throat closes up and everything and anyway hallelujah he can't swallow he can't handle coconut but this particular ice cream had coconut but had two other things in it that he couldn't even taste the coconut in it hallelujah praise God but listen to me tonight I'm telling you we live in a world today it's doing everything it can to water it down and broaden up the way and men men not God not the word of God, but men, hallelujah, standing in pulpits and telling them and opening it up and saying, hallelujah, you don't have to do all of that. And they want to fuss and argue. They can fuss and argue whoever they want to. I'm not going to fuss and argue with nobody. I'm going to do my best to live it. I'm going to do my best to preach it. And I'm going to let the chips fall where they are. But I'm telling you, me or nobody else can change the word of God. We can't rearrange it. We can't change it. And it's not a personal interpretation of the word of God either, honey. It is the word of God. So little of it. It don't take a whole lot. Maybe that was a problem with that ice cream, brother. Maybe there just wasn't much coconut in it. Hallelujah. They made a put. They may put coconut in it like my wife put bananas in banana pudding. <laughs> she makes a banana pudding about like this, with one banana. <laughs> I mean, when you find a piece, you woo! <laughs> I'm just picking. She don't like the bananas. She wants the pudding. She likes she, she likes banana pudding with without bananas. <laughs> Amen. So anyway, hallelujah. That's what's happened to a lot of churches. That's what's happened to a lot of people. I'm not against them, honey. I am in a way, but I'm not. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, if it's ever been a time, we need all the bananas. Hallelujah. We need all the, the coconut in it. We need all the doctrines in it. We need all the truth in it. I'm telling you, even Paul came along and told us, amen, doctrines, hallelujah, amen, in one place he called them traditions, I've handed down, don't you let them die there's some old fashioned ways hallelujah, we gotta get back a hold of and we gotta make sure it's the hand of God and the moving of God I know I mentioned this this morning but I failed to mention it again tonight and, huh, this is just me <laughs> I'm not a musician I, I, don't, I don't know many songs, I don't I don't listen. I listen to very little music. So. But I'll tell you what I felt in prayer. This week. What you give yourself to on a regular basis. Whatever music you listen to day in. Especially if you wake up to it. Use it for your alarm. And then throughout the day, starting your day, getting you going. Sometimes you got to back up and look and say, what spirit are they of? Where'd they come from? And I'm not just jumping on the contemporary. I, some of those great southern folks, they're a little too far south. 
just, I'm, just, I'm just telling you like it is. If you don't believe it, start looking at them. And tell me what looks godly about them. You can't always judge a book by its cover. But there's a good chance that the right cover's on it. I'm not even going to pick it up. Let's must look and see what's in it. Because they didn't have no business putting that cover on it if they wanted me to read it. <laughs> I feel something in this house. I'm going to tell you right now. Hallelujah. I ain't bound to be too, too blunt here. But I'm going to tell you what. They could call it health. They want to. But if they put a playboy, a playgirl on the front of that thing, I'm not going to bypass a cover, amen, to find out about some health. Hallelujah. Because there's some spirits riding with that thing, honey. And I'm telling you what. Those spirits can get a hold of you. And that's a problem of our world that we're living in today. Hallelujah. I'm telling you witchcraft is running a rabbit. You know why? Because people is flirting with, with Ouija boards. People are flirting with books. Hallelujah. Of horror. People are flirting with things. Amen. I tell you, it just introduces, but it won't stop there. That's the same way. It's the same way with the church. Slowly but surely, the old faith would just come by. Now, if y'all hadn't saw me, by looking to the outside of that box, you never knew I took one out. And in fact, regardless of how many times I walk by this box, you won't really know any difference. Until when? Till it's empty. You know why there's too many Holy Ghost filled people empty? They let the enemy walk by. One time after another visitation. One service after another one. Hallelujah. One episode after another one. All of a sudden the box empty. The vessel's empty. Oh, don't be no foggy. Don't be no square head. That's old fashioned. I'm telling you what, there's some old fashioned ways. Hallelujah, we better get back to. If we're going to have some old fashioned moves of God, we got to get back to some old fashioned prayer meetings, some old fashioned fasting, some old fashioned Bible reading and studying. America used to gather on the front porch. Most of the time they had two books. Songbook and their Bible. But the prince of the air decided, hey, if I'm going to make any impact upon this nation, I got to get in their homes. I got to get into their minds, their hearts. Somehow I got to get them to a place, hallelujah, that they, they don't have, they won't be so interested in the Bible and singing those old, old songs. <laughs> It started with nothing but called a little radio. And the family would gather in. Sometimes it started out just on a Saturday night, Saturday evening. Started going to church. Because they used to have church Saturday night, Sunday morning, and Sunday night. And so it started out on Saturday. Let me ask you. Some of you old enough in here. What was a, what was a worldly night? What became the first whirly night? What night became the first whirly night? Saturday night, party hardy. Then it slipped into Friday night. Now, 
We got Wednesday night special nights for the ladies. Y'all don't know nothing about that, do you? I hope not. <laughs> Praise God. I don't want our young people to know anything about bars. I don't want our young people to know anything about it. They want to get drunk. You can get drunk. You can get drunk off the Holy Ghost and you can off alcohol. The Holy Ghost can tell you places that alcohol can never carry you. I tell you, the Holy Ghost can tell you places that drug will never carry you. That's what happened, though. The church began to empty out and die and became boresome. Bored to death of the house of God. People hated to come. And all of a sudden, the shaker showed up. That's us. Those tongue talkers showed up. Those, amen, that introduced the drums into the house of God. My understanding, Brother Jerry Dillon was one of the first. You already heard his testimony. Heard his statement. Brother G.R. Travis talked about it. When he made his way to God. What happened, Brother Brother Dylan was at the bar playing. Stepped out one night. A gun goes off. Right above that door. Splinters come fall down on him. (laughs) He said, I got to get in the house. I got to get in the church. He began to make his way. Amen. To the house of God. And when he gets there, he's the one that helps introduce drums to the house, the loud sounding cymbals. If they prayed right and prayed godly and for God, it sure makes a difference in the house of God. Hallelujah. The stringed instruments, the keyboards, all of it, amen, under the anointing of God, sending a message and making preparation for the hand of God and for the power of God to visit us. There's something about music. There's something about anointed music and anointing singing that can drive spirits. Hallelujah. That can drive spirits out of empty vessels. That can drive spirits out of mind. That can unify us. That can pull us together. Hallelujah. Thank God there's some things that we all got to do it together like it or not. Hallelujah. We don't try to sing two or three songs at the same time. But we make an agreement on a song and, and then we're going to sing it. And everybody's going to join in. And everybody's going to start pursuing to get in the same frame of mind. And the same frame of the spirit. That's the reason it's so important. Amen. What you listen to day in and day out. What you give your ear to. What you give your mind to. What you give your heart to. And the vessels that's coming out of. There's some hidden spirits behind those vessels. And slowly and surely the the enemy can make his way in singing some of our own songs Hallelujah, singing about our God singing about our Jesus but their gender is far different their approach amen and their outcome is far different they don't want you to leave in a better state than what you came we have a promise in the word of God to leave different from the house of God than, we got, than what we came and I believe that intent amen is to be better is to be better I'm going to try to hurry here. Uh, you can come to the music. Music, amen. Uh, but I'm going to try to hurry here for just a minute. Amen. Peter himself warned us. For if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome the latter end is worse. 
with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandments delivered unto them. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. The sow, amen, that was washed into her own wallowing in the mire. What happened? What took place? There was those false doctrines and false teachers, amen, that he writes unto us about in 2 Peter's second chapter that allured them. He simply put it this way. For when they spake with great sweating words of vanity, hallelujah, they allured through the lust of the flesh. Hallelujah, if you don't keep this flesh under subjection, if you don't mortify the deeds of this body, I'm here to tell you it's got a longing. It's got a grieving. It's got a passion, amen, for the things of the world. Hallelujah. And so if you don't keep it in check, that's a reason, amen, you can't just have church on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night. You got to be the church, amen, on Monday. You got to be the church on Tuesday. And so what you give your ear to, what you set before you and what you ingest, amen, is what you're going to become a part of. That's a reason it's so important, amen, that we have good church. Compared to the amount of time that we have here, compared to the time you have out there. You can't have dead church. You can't have churches split up. You can't have church, amen, with people, amen, with a second on their thumbs and pacifiers. And No. We've got to come in here with our minds made up. Our hearts, I'm not going back. It, it made me sick to start with. What do you think it's going to do now? <laughs> Jesus himself warned us. Matthew 12 and 45. Then goeth he and taketh with him seven other spirits. What he's talking about here was when a man would repent. That's one doctrine almost every, almost every religion at least preaches it. It's hard to get around that one. Because Jesus Christ himself said, unless he repent and believe that I am he, you're going to die in your sins. And so the doctrine of repentance, I've heard Brother Bankston, I've heard others talk about, even in other churches and other denominations, how they repented. And when they repented, they felt the burdens lifting. They felt a cleansing to take place. They knew something happened, but they didn't stop there because they knew there was more. Why? Watch what Jesus tells us about this man that had repented, but had failed Amen. To get the vessel filled back up. You got to empty out. But you're going to get filled back up with something. Somehow. Some spirit. Doctrines and traditions. Are going to fill your heart. And govern your mind. And govern your spirit. And what you give yourself to. Is what's going to happen. Amen. And so in Matthew. When you read this. Then he goeth he. And taketh with him. Talking about when that unclean spirit. Comes out of a man. When he's cast out. When he's repented. And driven out. And he, he goes through dry places and deserts and wonders for a while but you know what he's going to come back and check the vessel he's going to come back and check and see on it and see about it hallelujah and just see if he can slip back in see if he can come back and possess it see if he can come back and when he comes back and he sees it's clean and empty that spirit doesn't go along now but he makes a journey back through the world and he picks up seven other foul spirits and wicked spirits with him and now hallelujah this generation the state of this individual is going to be far worse than it was in the beginning. He'd have been far better off to never repent it. He'd been far better off never knew the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He'd been far better
better off, amen, than to empty out and never get filled up with the doctrine of truth and the experience of the traditions of God Almighty. Because as you watch in this particular verse here, he says, and take with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. We're living in a generation. You know why it's becoming so wicked and so vile? Amen. Because we're living in a generation. Hallelujah. The spirit of iniquity and the powers of darkness. Amen. Is putting everything they got into it. But I'm glad to be a hold of and a part of a church that is a true light. And we can be the candle like never before. We can be the church on the city that cannot hide our light. But here's the deal. You can't let the oil run out. You can't let the the vessel get marred. You can't let it become corrupt by the things of this world. You can't let it be filled up by the pleasures of this world. Everybody can say one point of time in their walk with God, I don't want to go back. Everybody's been offended for one reason or another, but it ain't worth backsliding over. We've all had opportunities that we could backslide. There's been times in my own life. I've been called things from this pulpit in front of everybody. I still come back to church. I come back to the house of God. He loves me. As wretched and no good as I am, he loves me. He cares for us. And you know what? He wants this final state of our condition to be better than the beginning. He wants, amen, and I I got some more scriptures here tonight. I could talk to you about the Amalekites, a man of the nation that was the first nation. But the end of that nation was going to be among the first of them that was going to perish and wouldn't exist any longer. I could talk about a man, how, how he wants us to gird up like never before. When he sent his disciples on the voyage, a man, and even the ship when the, with Paul, whenever he was on that voyage of 14 days, and the ship trying to come apart. What did he say we do? You gird it up. Hallelujah. We can't fix it all now. But I tell you what we will do. We'll take rope or chain or whatever it takes and we'll gird it up. Hallelujah. You know what? Hallelujah. We better gird up what we got left. We better gird up and get a hold of it and let it get a hold of us. Hallelujah. Another 20 years down the road, you won't even recognize this church as an apostolic Pentecostal church. Hallelujah. Spirit after spirit keeps coming and taking out of the box and taking out of the hearts and the minds and the experience. Hey, you may hail me about this, but that's all right. I want our young people to experience a real Pentecost Holy Ghost experience because without the the absence of it they can't do it and I'm going to tell you something if they hang around empty some other spirits are going to fill them up and if they don't leave the church they're going to try to filter them into the church I'm telling y'all the Holy Ghost tonight I'm not trying to be mean but I'm telling you that's the way the enemy slips in preacher's kids are not exempt in fact, some of his best has been for preacher's kids. Because that old preacher gets old. And he gets blind. And he reaches a state in his mind and his heart and his spirit. He may be sitting on the platform. But just like Eli, he didn't deal with it. 
when he should have. The old man may die and go to heaven. But the new one that's took the reins now. Because he never got the Pentecost experience or the love for it. And if you have a true experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're going to have a love for holiness and righteousness. It comes together. It walks together. If you constantly struggle with holiness, I check my Holy Ghost dipstick. If you get it right to the level it's supposed to be, that other will take care of itself. We can't afford. We can't afford. I don't know if they've done it or not. I don't know if they're right or not. Somebody told me a few months ago that the so much pressure being put on our highway patrolman school that they want them to let up on it some. Of the training. Hey, it's severe. <laughs> if you're not a man, you will be when you come out of there. That's the reason they walk up to your car like a little bandy rooster, buddy. Load it up with half a dozen. Don't make them no dis. A pile out here, man. Line up a bunch of them. Don't make me go get them. I'll take you all. If you'd been through the schooling they'd been through, you'd feel that way too. They make, the, they make them think they're bulletproof. Not to mention they just raided it in about 15 minutes. There's going to be half a dozen more of them just like him pulling up. And it's going to be hammer time. You know who goes into your prisons when they have a shakedown? It's not the guards. It's your highway patrolman's called in. They put on black t-shirts and pants. and They carry nothing in those cells with them but a stick. Can't carry no guns. Nothing else. We might not like this. <laughs> but when they tell them to move, you move. You either move or get pulled. I'm glad God don't work that way. <laughs> I'm sure there's times, though. I'm sure there's times he'd have left to, <laughs> William Moore, <laughs> I'm fixing to move you, buddy. <laughs> we can't afford. We can't afford to let that antichrist spirit to move in can't afford to let anything else be taken from us, robbed from us. Can't afford that. There's ever been a generation that needs an apostolic Pentecostal church. It's this one. When all the praise singers come on, all the instrument players come on. As we stand in this house tonight, How many wants to go back to some old landmarks? Now watch this. I've missed some of this. It storms a man that tests us, that puts us on trial. Amen. If, if they had never experienced that storm, amen, that you could not have done, amen, in the book of Acts that Paul talks about, they'd have never had to gird up the ship. You're never going to have a revival without storms, without being tested and tried. God Himself will 
touch the minds, the range, the heart. God looks upon the heart. God knows our heart better than we even know it. In fact, the writer says, who can know it? It's wicked. The heart can be so wicked. The heart can be so cruel sometimes. It really can. We read of events and stories of individuals that would take the lives of others or, or abuse them, children, little children, sticking them with, with hot objects and placing them in hot boiling water. And for the, for, the, for the sanity of our minds, we don't understand that. We just, how, how could, but it's the world. It's the brokenness of this world. Amen. It's, it's, it's the demonic forces and the powers. How often have you heard, especially those that took life after life, and they said, but he told me to do it. And sometimes even saying, God told me, a voice told me. Knowing we know enough about God and the word of God, God didn't tell them. God's not a murderer. But they got filled with the wrong voice. Got filled with the wrong spirit. They entertained the wrong spirit. And, and you know what's on top of that? When life deals you a bad blow and you become offended and hurt, you become more prone and subject, amen, to, to respond and to act different. I remember Anthony, and we was just, uh, he was probably in about the seventh or eighth grade, and I was about the eighth or ninth grade, and we, we deer hunted. We early just, we started at 10. And we raised this little old dog. And man, and one day on the creek bank, we came upon her. We knew something wasn't right. She just stayed in one place and kind of not just doing right. And so when we got there, I could tell that standing just a distance from her, she'd got her foot in her trap. This particular guy didn't just put traps, but he put staples. He welded staples in his traps. And so when they closed, that staple would go inside whatever it trapped's leg. And it was caught. And I told Anthony, I said, Anthony, we can't walk up to it. I said, that dog will eat us up. And we had fed that thing from a puppy. We'd raised that thing from a puppy. And finally, it was cold, so I had a big jacket. And I took that jacket off. Hey, man, and when I got close enough, man, that thing was... So I, I tackled it. And I just held it in that jacket. So it done its best to eat me up through that jacket. Until my brother Anthony finally got there. And he gets there and he finally gets some jaws. And has to pull those, those staples out of that leg. But as soon as that thing released. That dog just took that jacket off. Tear it up and do whatever. Pain. Anger. Frustration. All of these are things, if we're not careful, will attack the church individually and yet as a whole, trying to destroy, trying to tear down. I'm afraid too many splits wasn't for the right reason. I'm sure God would rather have daughter works than split works. By all means. But that's what sin does. That's what the devil does. Amen. That's what spirits can get a hold of us. And, and the end state. I don't know how long God's going to allow me to live. And how long you'll allow some of you to live. 
But I still want to be, if I live to be a hundred, I want to be a kind old man. I don't allow, because I'm in a wheelchair or this or that, get a hold of me in a place and a position that I become bitter. I'm not saying that's what I, I'm saying it could. Certain things don't happen in life and uh, things that happen in can cause if we're not careful we'll leave this world in a worse state than what we started especially spiritually speaking especially when when things in life come up short and, and we may feel like we failed in maybe this area that area but I'm here to preach to you tonight you're not a failure in this house tonight it's not God's intent, regardless of what's come and what's went. Regardless of what kind of pitfalls you've had to experience. It's God's will that for, to make you better. He didn't say he'd make these bodies new, but you know what he did? He said you can have the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind in man. God can work on things and make it. Hallelujah. And work in our areas of our hearts and our souls and our minds and our spirit. Especially when we get our focus right. Our focus is not upon this earth. It's not upon the material things of this earth. It's on the coming of the Lord. It's on meeting him in the cloud. It's on being put in that grave with faith. That does come in a resurrection. Hallelujah. I want to leave this place. Amen. In a better state of mind and spiritual condition. Hallelujah. Than what I started out. Can I ask us an honest question tonight? Is that not the battle? How many of us has got the joy we have the house of God as we had just a few weeks after the Holy Ghost? You ever seen people get the Holy Ghost and man, they just get to hugging everybody. I remember here just now, it's been a little while back, but somebody got the Holy Ghost. He, he grabbed up the pastor's wife. careful in this walk in this journey some things can be said some things can happen and all of a sudden that one that I love so much starts at one brick at a time why did Jesus come he came to tear down the petitions and tear down the walls in between the Jews and the Gentiles. His own people would go all the way around Samaria. Go out of their way to go around the Samaritans. Those half-breeds. Shine them. But Jesus made it a point to go there. You know why? He's tearing down some walls of division and separation. Because he wants every soul in this house to leave here in a better spiritual condition than what it started out in. Lost and undone. Separated from him. But now through obedience to the gospel and hearing this truth and receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we got one now that uh, Join up with us. The Bible said secure. That means to comfort us. 
that'll never leave us nor forsake us. It doesn't matter the trial. It doesn't matter how far down to the valley we went. Sister Buford talked about that daughter and how she went way out in the depths of sin and the devil. But God's great mercy reached out. Somebody was praying. Somebody didn't give up. Somebody and part of the, of the body says we're not going to give up. We're not going to give up until death comes. We're going to keep believing. We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep lifting that name up. Because that's the only chance they got. It's a part of that body that lifts up to the head. And show mercy to bring it back. <laughs> so we gather in around here tonight if you'd like. They get a song ready. Maybe you need to come and patch up the old ship tonight. Maybe you need to come and say, God, I just got a circumstance, a situation here. To, I need some help. I want to overcome it before it overcomes me. Scripture talks about that. Huh. Come and overcome. That which you overcome by is what will destroy you. The strong man of the house is bound. Our spiritual condition is as they begin to sing tonight.
felt the Lord impress me, and, and I just made a little notation to make mention of tonight. Regret. Regretting what has happened. Regretting what took place and regretting of where you're at tonight in that situation. He told me to tell you tonight, from this night, quit letting your past regrets dictate and control the rest of your life. There's nothing you can do about changing all of those yesterdays. You repent it, you put it on the altar, the blood's taken care of it. Now all you can do now is pick up and quit letting that enemy with his voice pounding you. And like a chain that's holding you back and holding you bound. Break that chain. Break that chain of regret. Hallelujah. I wish I'd have done this. Uh, boy, if I'd have just done that. And you can run that over and over and over. Day in and day out. Week after week. Month after month. Year after year. Find yourself 25 years down the road still hammering on that. And looking back at that regret. It's nothing but a tool of the enemy. Trying to bind you up. Trying to shackle you down. We serve a God of great mercy. The second thing. Some people may question. Well it's just a little doctrine. You better listen to what Jesus said. He got all the attention to the disciples one day. He asked him and said. Bread. He done had the miracles of the four and five loaves. Feeding the thousands. They thought he was talking about bread like that. And they was discussing among themselves. And he finally he, gets, he said no no. He said, you don't understand. He said, a little leaveth, leaveth the whole lump. And then they understood the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Leaven the whole lump. In the day that these small things become important. We're living in a society today that took a lot of things that was very important, but yet just seemed to be small things. And they let them go. Such as the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Such as being baptized in Jesus' name. But it didn't stop there. We lost separation. Sanctification. Lost oneness. Some doctrines now that have been taught and ingrained into a society and a world that is going to take nothing but the mercy of God and the hand of God to begin to work on them, to bring them where they need to be. God's working. I had a gentleman to text me today who wants to come to church here. I won't give his name. Told him he's welcome. He's going to take God. But if God opens it to him, God reveals. And God's doing it. It's a God thing. God's in the saving business. Let's let him do it. Let's sing this again. 
I want to say I have the made up mind and heart and spirit. I'm not turning back. I'm not turning back under no circumstances whatsoever. I'm not turning back, amen, because of this or that or any other reason. I'm not turning back. I'm in this thing to the end. I'm in this thing to finish this race in a better spiritual condition than what I am. Okay? God bless you. to the Lord tonight. Amen. As a witness unto him that we're not going to turn back. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless each one of you. Appreciate you tonight. Your response in the house of the Lord. It's good to see you and to be a part of this service with us tonight. Our prayers and hope is someone was touched and blessed, uplifted. Amen. We want to be the vessels of God. Amen. In this old world that we're living in tonight. Praise God. Let me make a couple announcements before we change any order of the service. Uh, Brother Dustin Hibley will be with us Wednesday night. This coming Wednesday night, Brother Hibley, uh, the youngest one, will be with us. And then Sunday, Brother Floyd Odom will be with us. Sunday morning and Sunday night. So we've got something to be looking forward to in this week. Let's pray for them. Let's pray that God will... Speak it to them, put into their heart and their spirit what we need to hear. Amen. Amen. We want to hear what God's got for us and to speak unto us. So let's pray about those services. Lift up one another. Amen. Love you tonight. Appreciate you so much. 
Uh, praise God. Also, if anyone had any offering toward the Tupelo uh, mansion, if you're still interested in giving in that area, please put it uh, on one of these envelopes. Let us know, and we'll pass that along. Uh, we're going to hold up on that until sometime this next week and then send it off. So I'll give you another opportunity if you want to give in that area. Uh, so we'd be much appreciated. Okay? All right. Birthdays. Got any birthdays? We didn't get any last week. So did we miss some last week and this week? Birthdays. No birthdays. All right. Anniversaries. Did we miss any anniversaries? All right. Okay. Everybody's doing good. Love you. Appreciate you. Why don't we stand? Just let you be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. Love you tonight. Appreciate again. Appreciate our guests being here. God bless you. Come and be a part of this. We love you and appreciate you. Spouse, it's good to see you. We love you, man. Appreciate you. Hallelujah. We're going to take your little situation in prayer, and God's going to work it out. Love you. Praise God. Good to see you.